0: Hi, family. This is Pastor Ricky Rush from the Inspiring Body of Christ Church right here in Dallas, Texas. I'd like to welcome you to join us anytime, every time, anywhere, everywhere on this platform for a unique experience where the word of God is broken down in a very simple way. It's Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush. And today's message is about to bless you. So let's get ready for an amazing message from God. Glory to God. Thank you, everybody, for being in service tonight. This is Monday school. We just were just honored to hear from our anointed praise team. I thank God for you. Holy Spirit, thank you tonight for bringing us and allowing us to be here for those who have the word in, for those who are receiving the word out, for those who are here, Father, hungry for another opportunity to hear from you thank you for giving us a spirit of oneness and we serve you tonight God with a spirit of excellence And I pray in Jesus' name that everything that would keep us, any spirits, any demonic influences that would hinder us from hearing the word, we right now bind that thing and send it back to the pits of hell where it's supposed to be. And we loose the Holy Spirit. We loose the power of God in this place and through this word. So that the very words that are coming out of our mouths that are going into the ears of those that are listening, they will be blessed words. We will multiply it tonight. And I just thank you, God, for so much joy, and thank you for giving us peace. We pray tonight, God, for our dear sister Joyce Rogers as she endures and goes through another difficult night. And I pray strength on her family. I pray strength on Brother Milton. I pray strength on Kathy and all of those that are around from the entire Church of God in Christ that have benefited from the words that you've placed in her heart. God give us a word. Give us give us a word give us a word give us a word and speak to us give us strength tonight in Jesus name. Amen God bless you church. Thank you so much for being with us. Now I know if all of you if the church were right next door to you you'd be in the building right now So let's just pretend it's in the next room, and I want you to do me a favor tonight. If you could just, before and as we move forward, just call somebody real quick. Just text them real quick in a group chat of yours or just anybody on your social media and say, hey, did you forget about Monday school? And if they don't attend Monday school tonight, then okay, you've done your job in at least inviting them. I tried to do that with you at least twice today just to remind us because even though sometimes we are very, very serious about coming to Monday school and being a part of church, sometimes we just forget. And uh, that's not anything horrible. It's just It just happens. The older you get, and sometimes the more things you have to do, your memory just slips. But I want to now just go right into the lesson again. And um, we, we, we've, been, we've been on this series of sermons. And we've been, uh, for the first time, dealing with a series. And, and it has to do with... Um, the whole going to church and 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 we are now at a period where we have learned a story in the Bible that we just keep uncovering and we keep peeling off layers. And it has a lot to do with it happened at church. That's the name of this series that we've been talking about. If you're listening online and you want to go on YouTube and pick it up, uh, it's to, entitled It Happened at church. I want to thank Bishop J. Uh, Walter Johnson from Oklahoma for being with us tonight. He decided to ride in and just say, wanted to come and check on you, Pastor Rush, and just see you. Thank you so much, sir, for being with us in our in-the-house service today as uh, we come together now in, in, in the Word of God. Now, I, I don't know how to get started except to just jump on in this thing uh, tonight. Um, I want you to kind of pardon me for looking uh, like a, a amateur athlete, but this is a hey, man. I've been at, at, uh, and, and doing some hospital visits today, and didn't have a chance to necessarily clothe into my Monday School attire, which would have been a baseball jersey instead of a, a hockey jersey or whatever it is. But I appreciate you for coming the way you are. Now, let's 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 set this up. Let's set this up. Let's set this up. If you've been a member of IBOC's Monday School or a member of IBOC's church service, you already understand. Boom. What this is right here, this is you right here. Okay, that's you, the charcoal. That's you on fire. That's you individually being able to do what you do. And you can get some things done. And sometimes people have often wondered with the question, ah, why do we need to go to church? Because by yourself, you are good. But with others, you are great. This is you. Knowing God, this is you, knowing God, this is you knowing God around other bunch of believers. This is a bag of charcoal bricks if you've never seen this before. This can barbecue a whole brisket. this can probably melt a Hershey bar, okay, so you're good for whatever that is, but God has so f- made it so fit that we understand Jesus did a lot of stuff in the synagogue He went. To the church. And I don't think anybody has the right, as much as we strongly sometimes now have started to turn this corner and listen to others say that church is not necessary, then you need to go back and rewrite the scriptures because it was, it was so necessary that uh, the psalmist and Psalms in the book of Psalms was talking about all the issues that he was going through, and then the Bible said that he had to get up and go to the temple. So we started this service uh, a few weeks ago, and we're going to try to continue to simplify it, simplify it. I need everybody that's listening to me, if you can hear me right now, say, Holy Spirit, break it down some more. Now, there are some things... That are in the word of God and because they're in the word of God, we we try to see what is it that God is trying to show us. Well, on yesterday, we were able to go into the scripture and we started in the book of uh, Hebrews 1035. And it says to us, to all of us that are where we are, that where we are, we were able to be strong enough to get to this point by our faith, because faith cometh by hearing. And when you start to hear enough, eventually you start to grow in God's word. And all you have to do is have a little success and then you'll start realizing, wait a minute now, this thing works. That's how they get you with that lottery ticket or when your people would go and gamble, see or uh, go to play that uh, thing on Wednesday nights on Snake Eyes and the and Beanstalks and, and and sometimes the worst time to ever try to get gas is the night before the lottery hits. Man, it's a mess. But all you have to do is win like one time. You can win a snicker bar. If you, if you gamble, you can win a snicker bar and you think, no, now I'm going for the house. Because sometimes when you see that something works or that has been successful for you, you keep going. Those of us in the... Lord, once we understand how our faith works, we say, well, I'm going to try God for something else. and I'm going to try God for something else. And so there's a word that we have learned, and this is this word confidence. And so a lot of times people wonder, where does confidence come from? Confidence comes from being able to hear something or see something externally happen that can give you the confidence and make you confident enough to try it. Our great model for this is always, if you see a trapeze artist walking on a tightrope, a a tightrope walker walking on a tightrope, he's walking because he knows there's a net underneath him. And he knows even if he falls, the net's going to catch him. And that net gives him confidence. The next is something that he sees. Someone in your life right now has been sent by God to give you confidence. There is someone in your life right now that has been sent by the enemy to steal your confidence. Okay? So now, when we come out to Monday school tonight, we're going to continue to fall into the Word of God. So it says, Do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Now, I'm not going to go back over the whole message because I just couldn't get through one. I couldn't get through a whole sentence uh, on this yesterday. Uh, the Lord was just throwing me around everywhere up here. So I just, I don't apologize for it, but, but watch, I'm, I'm going to make it through this tonight and we're going to actually get to take some notes. So, but, but he says to all of us, don't throw it away. Come on, it will be richly rewarded. You need, though, in order for you to get the reward, you need. Somebody say, hold out. Now, somebody say, hold out. Come on, say, hold out. The word of God says you need to hold out. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will, that's a definite, receive what he has promised. But so many people want the reward and they don't want to persevere. So many people want the trophy, but they don't want to run the race. I'm mighty afraid. I'm mighty afraid, Brother Ram, that we might be leading a group of young people now who get trophies for, for just participating. And there is really no need to work out and practice because win, lose, or draw, you're going to get the same trophy. Yeah, I know I may sound a little bit um, from the old generation when somebody actually had to win first, second, or third to be considered first, second, or third. The only problem with you getting last place if it's 100th in the race and you're getting the same thing is it sometimes takes away the value of the person who really worked hard to get first. And it makes last sound just as important at first. And there is a difference. And you probably won't recognize that difference if one day you get grown and you go on a job. Amen. And you work one hour and wonder why you don't get paid the whole check. You said, well, I came like everybody else. But did you stay? And while you were there, did you work? Did you clock in or did you just take a lunch break that lasted four hours? Well, all through my school year, I didn't have to do that. I just went to school. You got up and you went to school. Well, now getting up and went into school means getting up and just went by the bed to school. There is something that's important about persevering, about, about finishing, y'all. And, 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 and even if you don't finish, if you fall flat on your face, fall flat on your face, meaning you fell forward. Don't fall backwards. We have to persevere. And so all of this is coming up. And then there was this man in the Bible that is mentioned in Mark, the third chapter, the first and second verse. This is about to become the most popular man in Eimbach church history because this guy... He, he, he was a man that went into the temple, and he had a withered hand. Temple, again, we're talking about it happening at church. This time, Jesus entered again, again, meaning that he did it more than once. Amen. To all of us that said, well, I went, it was Christmas, it was Mother's Day, it was Easter. No, he, he did it more than once. He entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man there that had a problem. He had a withered hand, and they watched him, okay? When you go in church at some point, okay, there's a, another scripture we're going to get to. in Matthew, I guarantee you it's going to come up sooner or later. And Matthew is going to talk about Behold there's a scripture where they said behold there was a man that was in the temple and now this scripture today is telling us again that they watched him they watched him would you please stop being so paranoid because people are looking at you at church there is something about you in a lot of cases that other folk need to see it's called a light and I don't care how much, how many masks you put on, at some point you will realize that you were made by God to be watched. Here is the problem, though. We tend to want people to see this light. So we always tell people what we have. And what we have really doesn't go that far. You can tell that it's a reflector, but it doesn't throw any light. Again, before we get into the message tonight, going back now and trying to figure out how all of this kind of works together with the timing of persevering. I mean, it's going to, it's going to be a promise. Oh, here you go, Holy Spirit. You gonna count me out here in front of these people. It's going to be a promise, but the promise is going to come if you persevere. Now, I didn't get to. Uh, see, you're not going to get the promise if you don't last. I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there just like that. You don't get the promise just because you're good. Everybody's good. So that's you. That's you. And you tell people all the time, they don't use you. They don't know you. They don't know your gifts. It's because you don't know your gifts. You don't know this. This is just you. And so now as we start to move forward and people are watching you, let me just kill somebody's bubble again tonight. It's not you that people are seeing. It's the light shining through you. Now, remember, so I don't get all off on people telling me they have gifts and they have, you don't have nothing. It's his gift coming through you. Now, you can allow him to use you or you can block that if you try. Real simple. I'm not impressed with people telling me about their gifts. I'm sorry. Excuse me, sir. You don't have any. Excuse me, ma'am. You don't have any. That's what makes people think they're a little bit better than other people and more arrogant. Sure, you may have some talents and some abilities. You may even be available, but it's his gift. See, it's his light. This is you. If this were green, it would be a green light. If this were purple, it'd be a purple light. If it were green and purple and gray, it'd be a green and purple and gray light. But it wouldn't shine without his power. Please understand. That's why we come here to get charged with his word so that whatever that is God has poured on you, oh man, this is not you, it's him. That's why we say thank you, Jesus. For what? For using me. And God puts some, he puts some things inside of us, man. And that's when he knows that your gifts will make room for you because he knows if you could, and sometimes people do try to turn it off and turn it on. I'm sorry, but your gift may not fit everywhere. God's not going to, he's not going to allow his light to just shine anywhere except through those. Who will use him now that's when we get very confused sometimes because we we we're, we're talented and we have a lot of things that we can do, and so now all of a sudden the world starts to flatter us and uh, and uh, there we are we're out there using what God has placed inside of us in an environment that is not bringing people to Christ, but it's making you pretty famous and pretty popular all right, so this man here he went in and people watched him. And they watched this man, which was Jesus, and they watched this man that was with it. But this time they watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. Who are they watching? They're watching Jesus. But why are they watching Jesus? Because Jesus is watching this guy. Jesus is walking in and he's noticing, he notices this man's in church. I don't know how many of you have ever been like paranoid because you walked in church and people kind of looked at you. And especially you walked in church when you knew you had something going on or something wrong or somebody said something about you. It makes you very, 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 very uncomfortable. Now God is saying focus on him, focus on her, focus on this person. And he's telling you sometimes they're going to focus on you to see how you're going to handle the pressure that's around you from being different. And where are they going to watch you? in the church because anywhere else you're just anywhere else but in the church now your potential for setting things on fire increases your potential for being reloaded increases. And so this man walked in knowing that he had a withered hand. Now, let's do this, everybody. I want you to take your hand like this. If you're watching at home, unless you're driving, if you are, just kind of lift that hand right there and make it just kind of look like something's wrong with it, okay? It's weak, okay? Now, watch from this point. Just drop it down just a little bit. And if you're sitting next to someone who's not doing it, do it for them. No. Okay, so, so now... He, they're watching him because when he walks in, we have learned, we're going to continue to study about this right hand. If we get that far tonight, we'll get that far. But this right hand was not able to be used, okay, meaning that he wasn't born like this. And for years, people have probably preached sermons and you thought he was born like that. Maybe somebody hooped it, but that is not biblically accurate. Something happened. He was in the masonry masonry industry, mason industry, and he it it had it hit it had been withered. His, his hand was withered, which means, was means that it just, it had happened. It wasn't born that way. It was withered, meaning that it was broken. It was chipped. It was damaged. Okay, that's what was withered mean. So we know that he wasn't born this way. So something new had happened. And now he's having to learn how to do something new with something strong being out of his life. When you decide to come to the Lord, you're trying to now learn how to do something new with something strong out of your life. There were some things that That attached itself to you. Now you're trying to walk this way. So he walks in. And when he walks in, he knows everybody is watching him. He knows that. He knows that. I don't know how many of you have ever gone somewhere and had on something that didn't match. Weren't you happy when not matching came back in? That was the worst thing growing up. When you would go to school not matching, kids would just go off on you. Everything we worked hard for going to school is now in style. We had pants called floods. Y'all call them skinny jeans. You couldn't go to school like that with no floods on. Now you better not go down with your pants not flooding. Plaids. Y'all remember plaids and stripes? You couldn't wear that in the same month. They wear it in the same jacket. People just watched you. They watched you. Oh, man. And don't get off the school bus. Some of y'all were not privileged enough to ride the school bus. All the ways to school on the school bus if your hair wasn't right on picture day. Just a lot of things. And so he, he walked in there knowing that they were going to watch him. They were going to watch him how many people come to church every Sunday knowing that when you walk in that building you feel like everybody knows the same thing that you know about what's going on in your life and God is so gracious and so merciful he doesn't allow us to go through a background check before we go to church wouldn't that be amazing (laughs) if you had to do a background check oh no no a sin test you got to go through this thing (laughs) And if you committed a sin, you can't get in. Ah, 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 ah. And so you go back over here and apologize. To this Lord, I'm sorry for that. And then you go. Back, ah, 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 ah. I mean, you have you have opened this name every sin that you think you could possibly make, and you can't get in. And that's the way it used to be, until we got a vaccine called the blood and for those of you that may be afraid of this vaccine let me remind you of another time when we were on our way to hell and we couldn't find a way out and there was the blood that would make us white as snow. And so now when you walk in church, there is no meter saying you can't get in because of your sin, because your sins have been forgiven. But you know what it's like if you walk in church and you know you've messed up and you just feel like everybody knows. Isn't God merciful? Isn't God good that whenever you go out, he doesn't announce to everybody else Now I could just drop it and we can be done with Monday school right there, but that kind of confidence happened where in church. I went through the airport the other day. Nobody bitches what's in my pocket. Ain't gonna tell me to put my hands over my head. I did it with confidence. Thing came out of that. Man, it's a scan that goes around you, and I'm smiling because I know I'm good. Man tells me to step outside. I went, I'll step outside. Why not? He said, what's in your pocket? I said, nothing. The man found some chewing gum in my pocket. Now, since when could you blow up a plane with chewing gum? And, 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 and the problem was, I told him, he said, is there anything in your pocket? I said, no, because I don't consider chewing gum nothing. But the machine picked up. The gum. Frustrating. For me to tell him no. And he found something. Have you ever had to tell God. God I know I'm doing good. And God said that if I search you. I'm going to find something that you didn't think was a problem. And whatever that thing is, it's starting to hinder you. And it's what's making it difficult for you to persevere. You want to press forward, but there's this thing. God, I didn't put that in my pocket. I know Satan put it there to discourage you from ever walking through the door. And if you have ever got stopped by one of those beeps before, every time you approach one, you get a little nervous. And if you've ever been shut out of church because of something you did wrong, every time you think about church, you think, I better get myself together. Newsflash, you can't get yourself together. Right? We know that. So he walks in and our subject for this whole last two days is this. I'm going to church anyway. And I want to thank God for all of you who knew it was raining, for all of you who knew it was going to rain next month, all of you that knew it was going to snow next year, you came to church anyway. For all of you who knew you were tired, for all of you that have worked, for all of you that prayed for strength, for all of you that have children that need to be talked to, for all of you that have families that are sick and parents that need to be uh, tended to and, and 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 jobs that take you way past overtime and health issues of your own. And yet tonight at 7 p.m., you decided wherever I am, I'm going to stop at 7 p.m. and I'm going to feed my spirit like I fed my body. And I know it's difficult and I know I'm tired and I need to get my hair fixed. I need to get my redone. I need to get my 25s put back on each one at a time and I need to go up to Jennings and get me some mink because I got that other kind of eyelash that I put on the other day and I was trying to cook a cake and it got hot and it rolled up on my eye because I should have got that mink at that 25. I got, I got carried away. But you came to church anyway. You told a whole lot of folk, I don't feel comfortable going back to church because I haven't been vaccinated. I don't feel comfortable because people are too close together. But you came to church anyway. Your mind was with it. Your thoughts were with it. Your heart was with it. Something about you was weakened. But you came here tonight anyway. Let's talk about how important this is tonight as we come here Anyway, see, everybody in this room, everybody listening, wherever you are, I want you to give me a little clock time here now tonight. We all are, are, are going through things, and we all have things that we're believing God for. All of us do. And we said yesterday, start changing your words. Stop talking negative talk. Quit talking about how bad you are and what you would have done and what you could have done. What kind of words are coming from us now? We are starting to adapt the the rebellious, fighting, mad, arrogant attitude of the generation that missed church. Now, I want to talk to folk my age and just a few years younger, those of you between 40 and, and 70, come on, let's get back to practicing the kind of conversations that we know and this next generation can hear That, In other words, people make mistakes. Folk fall down sometimes. Everybody needs a helping hand. Let's stop jumping on people because they make mistakes. Quit trying to be so perfect. Nobody can get it right all the time. Don't try to be the best. Do the best you can and let God bless you. And when you see that God will strengthen you, everything will be all right. Instead of, don't they understand this? don't they? We, we got to change the way we talk because our words are giving us low expectations of God now because we don't think we can do anything we don't feel like we can do anything we're afraid to dream anything and we're not giving God anything to work with anymore and all of us have dreams that we believe in God for those things that come to pass and we've got problems that we want God to turn around. I want to talk to the folk that dropped in for Monday school tonight. I want to talk to you before you give your offering, before you sign off. Please listen. Okay, I want to talk to you because we've had those things that happen to us. And at one time, we knew it was going to happen, and we stood on our faith. But, but, but when it's been a, a long time, and we don't see anything improving, it's, it's, it's easy for us to get discouraged. Some of you now are right at the age of being discouraged. Mm-hmm. Because you did that thing that everybody talked about. You waited on the Lord to renew your strength. You've been waiting to mount up with wings as eagles. And you don't see anything improving. It gets easy to get discouraged and think that it wasn't meant to be. Hear what I just said. It gets easy to get discouraged and think that it wasn't meant to be. But just because you've given up doesn't mean that God has given up. I want to make the, some things are so plain that we can just write it down. Just because you've given up doesn't mean that God has given up. Now, if this is not you that I'm talking about right now. Just take this note for someone else and watch tomorrow God set you up with somebody for maybe a 15-second conversation. And you got to tell them, well, I heard God say last night that just because you've given up doesn't mean that he's given up. Where'd you hear that? God spoke that to me last night when I went to church. I went to get a word for myself, but God gave me a word for you. This is why you can minister. And this is how you're going to help to do the work of God, because even if they didn't want to go in the building, they're going to say, "I got the church anyway." Why? Because that lady told me everything they talked about. But just because God, you've given up, doesn't mean that God's given up. Because the delays and the detours and the disappointments didn't stop God's plans. Some stuff just happened, y'all. It just happened. You were driving down the road, and they put an orange sign up that said road closed. That did not stop you from going where you were going. You just had to find another route. There are detours, detours um, to kids listening. A detour is when you're going straight down one street, and you know the store is the next block. But something has happened, and you can't go forward anymore, so you got to make a different turn. You're still going to the same place. But it's going to take you a little longer. It may even take you all out of the way to get back to where you were going. That's what a detour would do. Okay. And those detours create delays. And so delays and detours and disappointments, they didn't stop God's plans for your life. What he started in your life, he's going to finish. Whoa. I didn't say you were going to finish. All you have to do is persevere. He's going to finish it. All you have to do is stay strong enough to last. God's going to finish what he started in your life. Now, there's a story. Now, we're, we're talking about the man with the withered hand. But as we talk about this man with the withered hand, I want to talk about a boy right quick that we all... T- know about he had a withered plan and it wasn't and I don't mean that he withered the plan the plan just got it was it was just messed up but I think it'll help you to understand this scripture right here about the promise now remember we're teaching the word of God I'm not debating with anybody you can argue if you want to I'm not gonna fuss back at you I don't do that okay you can shout out anything say anything I'm not gonna go out there I got too much class and style to do that but I want to show you something we got to show you real quick how 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 you're going to have to be able to persevere if you want to get the promise that's what we're trying to show you tonight so this man had to persevere with the withered hand by going to church he kept going to church every time he went to church he had the same problem and somebody said well if you're going and it ain't helping you ought to stop going don't listen to fools don't listen to fools Some of you ordered something from Amazon six months ago. It hadn't come yet, but you're still checking. Just because it's not there when you order doesn't mean that it's not coming. You keep looking for it, and now you don't have to go get it. Your stuff is so precious, they'll bring it to your door. You stay home from work looking for it. So so this is where we're going. I want us to understand it. Let me slow this down. Boy, I get all excited. Okay, so I gotta show you how the Holy Spirit has dropped another bomb. I was ready to go on with this man, but God said, I need you to drop this bomb real quick tonight. Just drop this like boom, like that, and just let it hit. Because we we if you persevere, if you just hold out, you will get the promise. So there's this boy in the Bible, his his uh his daddy. Was named Jesse. Now I'm going to talk about how these, play, these delays and these, these detours and these disappointments won't stop the play. And somebody ought to say amen. amen. Come on. You need to hear this one now. You have. It's amazing when you've given up and God still kicks you back in the game. No, it's, it's kind of messed up how you quit and God said, well, I'm not through. You just quit, but I'm going to still use you because I know what I put inside of you. So, so so to help you understand why this man, y'all, I know I'm repeating myself over and over, but somebody, somebody's gonna get it in about three more minutes, and you're gonna hear somebody holler out in here. Watch. You're gonna hear somebody holler out because they're gonna get it. But this man went to church. He knew he had a problem, but he kept on going. What's wrong with you when you keep on going and you know something's wrong? You just think one of these days God's gonna say something and this thing's gonna straighten out. I don't know when it is, but I'm almost tired of watching everybody else shout. I'm almost tired of watching everybody else get happy it's time for me to get happy but if I'm not there when it drops I've been asking God for an answer and the answer came one Sunday when I was in at church I don't have to be at church You got to give me the answer you don't have to be on the bus stop to catch your bus either but I guarantee you it's not going to come in your kitchen to pick you up if you want it God said Go get it. I'm going to make a way for you to get there. God said, you, you ain't got to beg nobody to come to church. Just open the door. Okay, okay. So so we understand that. or oh, we understand it now. We're talking about the man that kept on coming. And now there's this boy named, named he was 17 years old. Okay, this old teenage joker, teenage dude, teenage boy, joker. Okay, I'll stick with it. And so this guy told his his daddy that that you know his daddy had seven sons. This boy's name was David. Y'all know David. So he had his daddy had seven other sons, and they were bigger and they were taller and they had a whole lot more experience. And and they told him, One of your boys is gonna be king. <laughs> I don't care who you are, you might be cuter, you might be bigger, you might be smarter, you might be, I'm going to make up a word, you might be gifted, you might be more precious, you might be all of that, but you don't know how to handle delays, you don't know how to deal with detours, and you don't know how to deal with disappointment, so I'm still going to catch up with you, I don't have to be better than you are, I will just outlast you. The whole challenge in life, listen to me, is not to win every battle, but outlast your competition. I got news for you. They are better than you. They just can't outlast you. No, that's going to marinate. That's got to know. That's got to, I got a newsflash for you, baby. He is better than you. She is better than you. They are richer than you. They are smarter than you. They do have more than you. But the reason you're still going is because they couldn't outlast you. How did you last? Because you found a way to get to church. You got in the bag, and God keeps increasing your strength. Why am I fussing at you when you're not close to where I'm even? Your destination ain't even on my map. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I know you never heard anybody in your life ever tell you that somebody was better than you. Newsflash. I want you to know somebody is better. But the only reason you're winning is because you outlasted them. So this boy david, now he 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 his father, his father had told his other you know told the preacher, you know I got some other boys, and I know they're going to be king and they, they Jesse was the man that was the boy the his name and, and and this prophet didn't 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 even you know he just looked at them and said, these boys here they they're big, they're cute, they're handsome, they're hairier, but they don't fit, they won't last." I, okay uh, she's taller uh, he he's better uh, he's smarter uh, he, he seems better but 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 they won't last And somebody, when you look around church after, everybody talks about how powerful some people were and how some people you admired and they were so great. They were all that you said they were. But when the storm hit, after the clouds went away and the rain, the storm settled, you lasted. Tell somebody right now, I lasted. No, say, I lasted. You know, wherever you are, if you're in a room by yourself, just pat yourself on the back with that unwithered hand and say, I lasted. How do you know you're lasting? Because I'm still here. You may not be as loud as you used to be. You may not be as strong as you used to be. But you are still not a used to be. Oh, you're not a used to be. You are still a contender. Let me, let me. So, 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 so. He's got all these sons, right? He's, he's got all these sons. He's, he's got all these sons. Now, no, no. and so, and so, what's what's happening now is that uh, 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 Samuel is saying one of your boys is going to be king, but the ones you showing me, that's not it. Isn't it sad to have your daddy's recommendation, but you don't have God's blessing? And isn't it worse? for your own daddy to not know you're going to be nothing better than what you are. What God started in your life, he's going to finish it. So, David is anointed king. All right. He's anointed king. And, uh, and now that he's anointed king in 1 Samuel 16 is where this is. He's king and uh, the king comes down or the pre- pre- preacher, the prophet comes down and says, boy, you are going to be the king. All right. And all of that, this, this was not, this, I'm, he was not coming to America. This is in the Bible. I'm just telling y'all. I I heard this story somewhere. No, no. (laughs) But anyway, uh, just strike that. So so he was anointed to be king, the next king, but, but he didn't. Go to the palace. It's amazing. We talk about this a lot, but I got to show you now. We're still trying to show you that Hebrew verse. I'm trying to get off that Hebrew verse, but God wouldn't give me a break on it today. He, he, was, announced, he was announced to king, but he didn't go directly to the palace. He went back to the fields where he was, he, where he, where he was working or, or where he was before he, before he was told he was going to be king. Now he's back out here fooling with these sheep. Wait a minute, if, if you tell me I'm gonna be king, let me just put that in in in, in 2021. If you tell me I'm gonna be the manager, no, if I'm gonna be the manager, why am I back down here in the stock room? I'm still stocking. And and people ask you, so so what you gonna do? I'm the manager. Shut up. Well, if you're the manager, why are you down here with us? Cause that's I don't know. Have you ever felt like that? You telling people all this stuff you're going to be and you stocking. How do you know you're going to be the manager? Because up here, they called you into the boss's office and said, we're going to let you be the next manager. Why I'm going to be the next manager. Well, next manager. You tell your mama, I'm going to be the next manager. Your mama told the people at church and they said, hey, hey, my, hey, 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 hey. And they came to see you at work Tuesday and you, where's John? He down stocking. Now, how crazy is that? I'm going to tell you something. I'm just going to skip to the end of the sermon real quick. You can't be a good manager until you manage stocking. (laughs) <laughs> amen I hear all those stalkers being grateful for their jobs now all of a sudden you're a stalker. all of a sudden you seem like the last person on the totem pole at work but God just told you tonight you better enjoy that basement you better keep on stocking because you will experience some delays some detours and some disappointments but when you persevere you're gonna come through the promise if God said it you're gonna have it but you gotta say it too I think you need to practice being the leader that you've always wanted. So now he's anointed, but he's working in the stockyard. He's working out in the basement. He's out there in the fields. Write this down. You're anointed before you're appointed. First thing God's going to do to you is he's going, boy, I feel that all in the First thing God's gonna do is anoint you. See, a lot of us want the appointment first, and that's what a lot of people do. They go out on the appointment, put that spotlight right here, it's my dark side There You go, hey. No. So, so, you go out for the appointment, but you go out there and you get beat up. Why? Because you went without an anointing. You, you googled that somebody else did it, you read that somebody else did it, you tried it because somebody else did it, and when you got out there, you got beat up because they showed you the highlight part of church. All you saw was the glory part. Hey. But what God does. Is he fills you up with it. He gives you the power to do it. He gives you his ability. His power. He gives you his power. First. Then he puts the appointment there. You got the anointing. Then the appointment. Got it? Make sure the light's working before you put the reflector up to it. That's what he's saying. Am I going slow enough? See, what we want God to do is put the light. God is, your Holy Spirit's not working. Yes, it is. But you hadn't received the power. You just want the appointment. So what God is going to do, you're going to be anointed like David. He was anointed. Is this simple enough for anybody. And I'm talking to all of you that are trying to start a business, that have already started a business, that are going, please, you got to hear the rest of this message now. I don't care what's going on. You can't cut this one short tonight. So, so he, 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 he knew big things were inside of him. Because once you're anointed, you just, you start thinking things. You start saying things. You start speaking things like other people don't speak. Please hear all of this message. I'm begging you tonight. He knew there were some big things inside of him. He knew he was going to leave his mark. But, 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 but month after month, he went back, and he kept saying, "I'm still stuck in this pasture with these sheep." See, when you work with sheep, all you get to do is let them feed places, and you're always picking up sheep stuff, because that's what sheep do. they do stuff. And so he's like, I'm supposed to be the king. And I know if I'm supposed to be the king, I'm supposed to be walking. Lord, let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. This is the way kings walk. This is the way king, kings walk like this. Now if I'm supposed to be a king. I'm supposed to be walking just like this. But David said, I'm walking like this. <laughs> so, so why am I walking through poop? And I've been promised to be a king. That could be why some of us don't appreciate our walk yet, because we haven't we haven't learned to appreciate what's got to move out the way before we enjoy that walk. See, you just got hired into a job. You weren't desired for that job. So he's having to go through it. Feeding the sheep, shoveling sheep stuff. And, and God, you told Samuel to anoint me. Now, I know the man of God picked the right person. Why am I still stuck out here? I've got so much more in me. This is you talking to God now, okay? But David understood that his time was still coming. Didn't like the delays, y'all, but his time was still coming. Now, Pastor, what does this have to do with going to church? The man with the hand? He didn't like having to go in there like that, Sister Thompson. But he just kept going because he knew one of these Sundays, it's going to be mine. That's why, see, that's why they were mad because he got messed up. He got blessed on a Sunday. Sometimes it's just like, it's not that God blesses you. People don't like that God blesses you in front of everybody. It was a Sabbath. It's a chill day. But but I'm going to leave that story over there. I'm going to go back to to David. So, So David knew that his time was Coming, it was gonna come because God had promised it. And when God has already put something on the schedule, God already has a date and a set time, He already has a set time. So, some things have to come in your way to get you stronger for that set time. I'm talking about the reset IBOC, I'm talking about the reset IBOC. I'm talking about the reset IBOC, not the recent IBOC, but the reset IBOC. Not the recent IBOC, but the reset IBOC. God has an appointed time. He has a scheduled time for you. This is scripture in Psalm 101 and 13. It says, you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time. What's the last two words say? has come there's a set time and a set time has come there's a set time for God to show his favor in your life and and you keep honoring God you keep doing the right thing and you're going to come into some of your set times now let me say this to everybody listening you have more than one set time by the way that's why you should never run out of your thank you, Jesus'. It's like, well, is this my set time? See, every set time reminds you that God has already heard your call. He's answered your prayer, and you just waiting on a big one. God said, no, keep stocking. No, 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 no. I think the illustration we're missing about the whole stock room thing is God says you're going to be managers. This is where managers are right here. So now you look up the next day the next two weeks and you down here stocking. But what we're forgetting is that you can only stock so much and you step up on another. But you're still stocking but you don't realize that every time and every week and every month you stocking and every year you stock, you you're getting up higher and higher to a different level of stocking and so you're still fussing. Why are you fussing? You ought to stop and say, wait a minute, I used to stock way down and then that's when your buddies come along. Tyrone, you work here. Bridget, you work here? Yeah, what are you doing up there? Oh, I'm going to be manager. Where did you start? I started just where you started. That's sometimes what we're trying to say to you. Yes, there is a thing called being put up front too fast. You don't have the pain tolerance for where you're trying to go yet. I don't care about what skill set you have. You don't have the pain tolerance to deal with people who don't know how to appreciate who you are because they don't know who you are. There's just so much room and so far your talents can get you. There's an anointing that has to cover you. There's an anointing that has to come from you to bless other people, to make you get up when it's a whole lot easier to stay down. And if you could see what God has on your calendar... You ought to ask God one day, God, show me my calendar. He's going to say, ain't none of your business. Just trust me by faith. But if you could see what he has on your calendar, you wouldn't worry about, you know, the client that walked out on you or the people that left you or the folk that walked around and and left your life and you wouldn't lose sleep over those family members who are not doing right and you wouldn't be discouraged over any legal situations that it looked like you may have to go through. If you could just see your calendar and if you could see that God is saying all these things were just delays, all these things were disappointments, all these things were discouragements, but they did not interfere with the plan. They slowed you down. But if you would just persevere, is anybody getting this? This is personal now. See, I'm not talking about if y'all would. If you would persevere, there's a promise that I have for you. Instead of complaining and living discouraged all day, you might need to turn around sometime and say, and let's just read this together. I just want to write this down. Say, Father, thank you that my time is coming. Start saying that instead of all that. Well, I don't know if it's going to happen, and I don't know if I'm going to get better. You are saying you're not going to get better. You're putting not better there. Not bad. It was way back here. You just brought it up to the front. Change your words. Change your words. Change your words. Change your words. Thank you, Father. Thank you that my time is coming. I'm not moved. By what I see. Now I'm moved by what I know.
1: Because if I look at what I
0: see, it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. But if I look at what I know, I know I was on the first floor stocking. I was stocking down here. I I know I'm beating this up tonight. I'm beating it up, but I got to hurry up. I'm beating it up. But see, nobody knows the floor you started on. And what's so sad is every floor you climb, you still complain. Do you realize the higher you go to, now you, ooh, it, it died, my leg hurt, because you climbing. You know, I don't see no people I used to know. Where's everybody? You climbing, they still down there. The higher you go to, the, the louder you complain. Shut up. I'm talking about what I know. And when you look back at what you've kind of come through, you go, ooh, wee. Father, I thank you that my time has come. I've enjoyed so much. Maybe I forgot to say thank you, but I want to stop now, God, and say thank you that my time has come. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I know. And what I know is every time I couldn't take a step, I was taking steps, and he was taking me. That's what I know. I want to, I might need to talk to that in my 10 o'clock service on Sunday because Monday school, you might be a little tired, but that's a that's a that's that's what I'm I moved by, what I know kind of praise right there. I mean, it doesn't take anybody but me to praise God on something like that. Now, you've already set the time, God, for me. That's a good thing for me. You've already set the time to heal me. I'm going to be healed with this. I mean, I'm going to really start to feel better. You've already set the time to turn this thing around. What you need to do is, is, let me say this, get your hopes up. Now, I know that everybody said, don't get your hopes up. I cancel that assignment. I send that thing back to the pits of hell. I bind that person that was close to you and every demon that said, get your hopes back up. You're going to hear folks all the time, no, don't get your hopes up. I don't want to get my hopes up. Get your hopes up. Faith is the evidence of things, hope. Forget your hopes up. Yeah. It's not too late. It's, it's, not, it's not too late. I'm going to say something that's going to contradict a whole bunch of stuff that folk have said. Watch it, pie, y'all. Did they do the pie, y'all? You didn't miss your chance. Hallelujah, <laughs> God. No, Pastor Rush, you don't know. No, I could have been married. No, I could, you could have been beat to death. No, I could have been a manager. You could have been stressed out. You did not miss your chance because God has plans for your life. You didn't miss your plan. And Stop telling everybody you missed your chance. Let that soak in a little bit. You wouldn't be alive right now if God hadn't had something amazing in front of you. Your time is coming. Somebody say with me, my time is coming. Now say it with confidence. My time is coming. No, don't just be one little pulpit parrots. I want you to mean it now. My time is coming. If God didn't have something amazing in your life, you would have been gone. You think he's just hanging around and keeping you around to punish you? No, but pastor, it hurts so bad. That's endurance. Pastor, I don't have anybody around me. Well, that's a detour. That's a delay. You didn't need them around you. If they were supposed to be here, they would be here right now. God said, I have plans for you. You don't know what kind of plans they had. You know nothing about what they had. Even though David was doing a a little thing taking care of sheep. I got to wrap this up now. He, he, he kept doing his best. He kept doing his best. Nobody was watching him. He didn't have a supervisor. When you are dealing with poop, you don't have no supervisors. Hello somebody. When God gives you some things to do, there's nobody watching you. You don't clock in when you poop up, scoop, scoop up, poop. You don't clock in when you got sheep mess all around you. You don't clock in when it's nothing but dirt and filth out there. When God has anointed you to be king, he's on a different clock and he wasn't clocking in, and and he could have slacked off the job. He could have just done a little bit. He could have mistreated the sheep. He could have not fed them. He could have fought. But what he did, he fought off other animals. He's out there by himself. Okay, you want to be the boss? Now he's the boss. Boss of what? Boss of the sheep. Oh, man. He fought off the wild animals. Check this out now. Check this out now. Because God already told him you're going to be what? You're going to be king. But first you got to spend some time down here with the sheep in the crap, in the mess. But you're going to be king. After a while you start saying, that's a lie. I don't believe that. And you start going to plan B. Here's the newsflash. God doesn't have a plan B. You're going to be king. But you got to go through a whole lot of mess first. What did he do? He fought wild animals for those sheep. He kept them from harm and he made sure that they had food and water. He had a spirit of excellence. He wasn't getting applauded. He wasn't getting the medal for participation. He wasn't getting the first place trophy for it. He wasn't getting his name pinned up on the barn. But he operated in a spirit of excellence. Let me tell you something that nobody ever talks about. You see, when God anointed him, he didn't anoint him to be the king. He anointed him to do whatever he was going to do next in excellence if you want not no you missed that that's another shout part i gotta teach y'all to shout did you miss that see when, 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 when god anoints you then all of a sudden you start doing things with excellence you, you you start making sure that that this flower is turned just the right way and that's like that no you don't wait till there's a banquet you do it in an empty house you don't wait till company is coming. You straighten it out just like that. See, when, when God, you start doing things with excellence, God said, if, if you're going to be a leader. See, some of y'all wait on that big moment and the big moment won't come because you're not treating the little moment with excellence you're not going to that little rehearsal right now you're not going to ever get the contract because you're not doing that you got to do that little thing with excellence you, you you're not practicing with excellence you think it's going to show up on sunday morning it ain't happening it ain't happening anybody can show up on sunday morning but when you start operating with the spirit of excellence that's exactly what david was doing could nobody scoop up poop like David? Oh, I wish I had some poop scoopers up here. Oh, look at... Look, look. <laughs> Can I get a witness here? Has God ever used you to do something that nobody else would do? I know it's Monday night, but if you're going to have a good Sunday, you might ought to start practicing having an excellent if you want god to use you on sunday you might ought to start thanking god for using you on monday if you're gonna present your praise on sunday you might ought to practice on monday if you think god's gonna do some good on sunday you ought to try him out on monday night do it with excellence with excellence. Don't wait till you get paid. Do it with what you have. Don't wait till somebody calls you out. You call him in. Do it with excellence. Walk with excellence. Sit up with excellence. Smile with excellence. Grin with excellence. Forgive with excellence. Take another step with excellence. Can I get a witness here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pray with excellence. Pray with excellence. And then wait. Wait with excellence. Don't get tired. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't turn around. Keep on pressing. Anybody got an excellent praise in here tonight? Yeah, yeah. You're going to lead that department. You're going to teach that class. Yeah, you will. Everything God said you're going to do, you're going to do it. You're going to run that business. You're going to write that song. You're going to build that dream home. But while the promise is still in your heart. While the promise is still in your heart. Do the best you can do right now. Clean up your old house. Clean up your old car. Clean up your old carpet. Clean up your old refrigerator clean up your old friendships and you will hang on by the promises of God. Do it with excellence now. Do it with excellence now. Do it with excellence now. Do it, 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 do it. Come to church and do it. Tell the devil I can't wait till Sunday. I'm going to thank God on Monday. I'm not going to wait till Sunday morning. I'm going to thank God. Just like David. You're going to be anointed before you're appointed. You're going to have the promise, the dream. You're going to have it, y'all. You're going to have the dream. You're going to have the calling. But you're not going to go straight to the throne. Quit tripping. Quit tripping. You're too young to quit. Okay, flip it. you too old to quit now. What's wrong with you? Because he proved God that he'd be faithful in taking care of the sheep. God trusted David to take care of the people. No, Pastor Rush, I'm not here for that. I got other things. Shut your mouth. You won't know why God sent you somewhere. You want God to trust you with people? He said, no, let me see how you deal with sheep. I had a friend of mine ask me the other night. I got home very late. And he said, well, I know you're leaving the hospital now. And. Let me know when you get in, Pastor. I said, yeah, because I got to go in and take care I got a lot of animals. I gotta take care. You going to take care of the animals this late? I said, yeah, I don't care if it's rain, sleet, or snow. I got to go take care of animals. I got a lot of animals to take care of. And that never hit me. Do You know, that never hit me till today. I don't, I, I've loved animals all my life, I guess. I don't know. But I said, God, if you trust me with the animals, because ain't nobody out there when I'm feeding horses and picking up poop and (laughs) everybody out there when I'm picking up bird stuff and dog stuff and pigeons and all kind of animals. Nobody out there clapping for me. God said, I want you to work with excellence when there's nobody around. When you walk in church next Sunday, I know you're not an usher. Matter of fact, up until now, you've had a pretty bad personality. You ain't friendly. You ain't nice. You just look good. But won't you start acting with excellence now? Before you sit down, make somebody else feel welcome. I don't know those people. I know, but they, they, they might know the anointing of God on you. and just say, hey, man, thank you for coming to church tonight. Hey, daughter, thank you for coming to church tonight. I know you don't know me. And then put some soul on them or something, if they get. But, but, but do that excellence before. Don't say, God, when we come back, I'm going to shout. When we come back, it's going to be on. It's not going to be on for you. Because it ain't on when you're by yourself. It's not going to be on. You're waiting on a performance. And you ought to be waiting on a promise. I said, you wait on a performance. And you ought to be waiting. When was the last time you shouted at Monday school? I think somebody decided tonight, God, I'm just going to start giving you excellence now. I'm going to give you excellence now. I'm going to give you excellence tonight. I'm going to give you excellence tonight. Nobody knows what I'm dealing with. Nobody knows, really. I I forgot to tell people what I've been blessed with. I keep on saying what I don't have. Lord, I forgot to tell them what you did for me. You're not going to go straight to the throne. So here's my question to all of you who are trying to get somewhere. You're trying to get all this stuff. You're trying to get these careers. You're trying to go to school. You're trying to get homes. You're trying to get families. You got to go back to the field. You've been reading all these other folks' documents and folk that you know may be blessed. When was the last time they really went to church? Come on, I mean, really? When was the last? I-, I watch online. I wish God was sending you a house online. You just live in the phone. We'll play like you in it. Oh, no, you got to go out there and lift some stuff and get a U-Haul. Let's close this up. While the promise is still in your heart, you got to do your best right where you are. Just do your best, y'all. Just do your best. Repeat after me. Say, Lord, I'll do my best. Stop watching everybody else and just say, God, I want somebody to watch me. Somebody's just waiting on you to lift that other withered hand. They thought that thing was broken. God has already strengthened you. I'm going to get back to that man. You know we're going to try to get to him Sunday. Y'all know. And, 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 and you'll, you'll have the promise and the dream and the calling. But just remember this. You're not going to go straight to the throne. We got a generation out there saying, I don't feel fulfilled in my job. Hey, come on. You ain't been at your job long enough to be fulfilled. What's wrong with you? You only been working two years. What do you mean fulfilled? You don't get fulfilled after two years. You got to put some time in it, man. Just think if you live for two years and God said, okay, you have fulfilled your plan, you're going to die as an infant. You got to learn how to walk. Then you got to learn how to fall down and get up after falling down. You got to learn how to be sick and be restored and say, wow, I was sick, but now I'm better, but I've always been healed. See, you got to, your conversations got to change. How great thou art is just a song until you're trying. Anybody can sing that. Anybody can play that, that can play or sing. But maybe yours is in your testimony. So how you respond when you're anointed? not appointed, is going to determine whether you're going to make it to the palace. Uh, You respond when you're anointed and not appointed. So God has anointed you, but he didn't give you nothing to do. And you sit up and tell all these other people, I just don't feel like I'm being used. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. And you move. God told you tonight, you didn't miss your chance. You didn't. You just watched everybody else run. From what God promised you. So, you might want to do it. And if you pass the test of being faithful in that small thing, well, my job's not exciting anymore. Nobody's watching me like they used to. I'm not popular. Okay. But how you handle that small thing, that's when God will trust you with a lot more. And the opportunity is going to come knocking because God is seeing how. You can go to work every day. You can go get on the job every day. You can continue to work. And it seemed like a small thing and not folk are watching. Because it changes after a while. Oh, it was hot when you didn't have anything. Now you have something. Now you're complaining because it's not good enough. God still has that plan for your life. I want everybody in the room that's listening, everybody online there's a praise in the background in this house. There's a praise in the background in this house, and I pray that that praise will go wherever you are. But I just want you tonight, while we're still trying to figure out that there's so many things that can stop me, but I'm going to church anyway, I'm going to church. Anyway, my boys don't go no more, my cousin don't go anymore, my nephew doesn't go anymore. My mama died, my sister died, my daddy died, my husband left me, my children gone, my health is failing, but I'm going to church anyway, because I got a promise, there's a promise that God said that if I just persevere, (laughs) and I wish I could tell you that I was strong enough to persevere on my own, but... It was the Lord in me. So I want everybody to just repeat this prayer. Let's just pray together. Let's pray something together. I'm going to pray and I'm going to say the words and you say them after me. Because if we start praying together and thanking God before Sunday, when Sunday comes, somebody better move. You're going to need a row in between you and not because of COVID. That's going to be your track space. We've been down for a year, so you can't run a lap around the whole building, but you ought to be able to run in that lane you got in front of you. You ought to come and just claim you a lane, Lord. That's my lane. I'm not going to do the whole church, but I just want the strength to run this lane. Stand in it. Let them laugh at you. That's part of the promise. Before we give our offering, before we even give a dime, a penny, don't do it right now. Don't do it right now. I want you to pray for it. Let's pray for something. Let's just pray. I want you to speak the promise. Speak the promise. Sometimes it gets so hard. I don't have anybody to talk to sometimes. I just speak the promise. Speak the promise. Repeat after me. Say, God, you promised that my time is coming you promised freedom from small tasks and living small I'm not going to give up on my dreams I'm not going to give up on the dreams that you put in my heart and the anointing that you put on my life My time is coming. It's going to happen. What you started in me, you will bring to completion. Thank you, Lord, for getting me reset. I will walk in here. I will walk in the church building and I will declare That I made it to the sanctuary. In Jesus name. Amen. I want you to give tonight on Give the Five. Text to give. Give something and hold God to his word. He said if you give. I'll give to you double what you give. Press down, shaking together, running over. God said I'll beat you at it. I'll beat you at giving. And don't, don't, don't try to play the rich gamble game. I'm going to get it so I can get more money. That ain't why God's giving it to you. God's giving it to you because he's going to send somebody to you to bless. And you can't tell them God didn't bless them unless you stole from him what he gave to you to give to somebody else. And if that's just your smile, do the best smile you can. If it's just your time, do the best time you can. I want to bless your offering, and we're going to be out of here tonight. We're going to come back Sunday morning at eight o'clock and ten o'clock, and let me share something with you. Sunday evening at six o'clock, we're going to have something in our dream church called an, a, 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 a Sunday Fun Day. We're going to build our own Sundays. In other words, it's going to be ice cream social for those of you between twenty and forty, and. Uh, that are millennials, because I believe that's the age now. We'll meet in the restaurant, and uh, we're just going to say at 6 o'clock. Just do it like that. Let's just have a good time being social. Those of you that come to 8 o'clock service on Sunday before 8 o'clock service, we have uh, uh, snacks, uh, pastries, donuts uh, in our lobbies, donuts, juices, just so you sit around, drink a little bit before church starts and just have some social time. Make church feel warm again. On the 5th and 6th, y'all, you know, we're going to have our COVID testing. I mean our COVID vaccines. And during our COVID vaccines, can y'all give me some talk through this kind of, talk kind of music? It sound like I'm ending when they hear the music. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a, I need you to go tonight. And call everybody you know of. You got friends you want to hang out with. They want to hang out with you, but they're not vaccinated. I believe in the blood. Some people say, "Well, I don't trust it. I don't know what you prayed for." But I say, God, we need an answer. And God said, "Now let me show you all of you, because I don't. You know, I'm not. This ain't one of those speeches to make you feel good if not getting a shot. But don't come up and talk to me about if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray." And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I'll hear from heaven and heal the land. If God heard the saints pray and we gave offerings on it. And God has sent a method to heal the land. Be careful when you tell God no. Just be, just be careful. Just be careful. Be careful. Be careful. You can text I B O C vaccine. Vaccine is spelled with two C's: V A C C I N E. I B O C vaccine. Text that to three one nine nine six if you do it tonight, or anybody you know. If they don't have to, I don't care what color they are, what creed they are, what beliefs they are. We got to be around all of them. Tell them, tell them, say, hey, sign this, man, and then in about five or six days, we're going to send you some information to fill out real fast on your phone. So all you got to do is come. Stand in line on a Saturday, right after church, get shot, come back in July, July 3rd, July 4th, get that second shot. One of those two days, we eat a lot of food on July 4th. We eat some watermelon, some hot dogs, and after taking that shot, we need to run our pressure up. We need to do something fun. I think July 4th, we ought to just reset it. That's the last day of our... 90-day reset. We say, God, for the next 90 days, we're going to reset. And look at what's already happened within that 90 days. Some of y'all forgot to realize they're lifting mandates off mass. Can I tell you why? I don't care what you think. I think it's because we declared the promise. You may not think it. You know? Okay. That's where my faith takes me. So we're going to give tonight. Thank God for the offering. Father, we thank you for everything we've received. and We thank you for this word today. Thank you, God, for giving us some time to just praise you and holler out loud. We've been waiting on it. Thank you for moving on Monday. Thank you for giving us a moving Monday. Thank you for moving Mondays. Thank you for the movement on Monday. Thank you for moving Mondays. Thank you for mighty Mondays. Thank you for the magnificent Monday. Thank you for the motivational Monday. Thank you for this moving Monday. We thank you for the moving Monday. And now we thank You for the testifying Tuesday because we're going to tell somebody. Somebody's going to pull up on the website. Somebody's going to know that we had a testifying Tuesday. Then God, get us ready for this witness Wednesday because somebody's going to ask us our story. God, send one somebody. I feel that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank You, Father, for that witness that, 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 that witnessing Wednesday. Somebody's going to walk into us and they're going to bump into the right somebody. Then, God, we're going to thank You right now for this thankful Thursday. We're going to get up Thursday and just thank You. We're just going to thank You. We're going to thank You. We're going to thank You. Then, Lord, thank You for that fantastic Friday when the men of God will be able to come together. We just thank you for it God. Then we thank you for that sanctified Saturday that's going to get us ready for that sensational Sunday. Whole week, God but it all started with this moving Monday night. We just spoke a promise now God we look for it in Jesus name. Amen. As you give, thank God for it. God bless you. Y'all be back in here with us on Sunday morning at 8 o'clock for Donuts Before Church. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Reset Podcast with Pastor Ricky Rush. If you would like to make a contribution or a donation to the Inspiring Body of Christ Church Ministry, do so by going to www.ibocchurch.org and give. Thank you so very much. Also, you can find IBOC on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our website, ibocchurch.org. Well, that's all we have for today. Tune in next time and experience the joy right here on Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush.